This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland, and this is the Leader. So we are exporting a lot to countries that are themselves producing vaccines. And we think this is an invitation to be open so that we also see experts from those countries coming back to the European Union. European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen didn't name any countries in this warning shot given at a news briefing earlier. Thankfully, one of the journalists there asked her to be a bit more specific. In the last six weeks, actually 10 million doses by now, Um, have been exported to the UK. Uh, It is the country where, country number one, what exports from the European Union is concerned. And indeed, um, what um, uh, the, the United Kingdom is producing AstraZeneca. Ah, so is this a potential vaccine war breaking out between the EU and the UK? A threat to block exports of COVID-19 jabs from Europe to here and other countries making supplies but allegedly not sending them across the continent. Our Deputy Political Editor Nicholas Cecil's with me now. Nicholas, this appears to be a pretty extraordinary intervention by the EC President. What is happening? Yes, um, Ursula von der Leyen, I think, caught a lot of people by surprise at lunchtime today. She held a press conference and um, detailed how the EU felt it wasn't getting proper supplies from AstraZeneca or of its vaccines. And then basically said um, if it couldn't get exports into the EU, it would look at restricting them being exported from the EU. Now, Britain is getting millions of doses of the Pfizer vaccine from Belgium. And Miss um, von der Leyen certainly seemed to have the UK clearly in her, in her sights. She says, Open roads run in both directions. And this is why we need to ensure that there is reciprocity and proportionality. If the situation does not change, we will have to reflect on how to make exports to vaccine-producing countries dependent on their level of openness. And then she stressed, we are ready to use whatever tool we need to deliver on that. And that there seems to be some very bad feeling the other side of the channel that we are getting Pfizer jabs from mainland Europe. But certainly at the moment, it doesn't look like we're exporting any AstraZeneca jabs um, across the channel. But I thought Germany, France, Spain, lots of countries around the EU 
didn't want the AstraZeneca jab. Yes, this is all very confusing because the vaccination programme in the UK is going very smoothly. Around 25 million first doses have been delivered, including more than 2.5 million in London. In the UK, there's no great concerns over the Oxford AstraZeneca jab. But in the EU, there are some concerns over a very small number of cases where people have developed blood clots. Now, there's no evidence to show so far that this is linked to the vaccine. And actually, the incidence of these blood clots is lower in people who have had the uh, AZ vaccination, as far as we can see, compared to the general population. So there's still some concern in some EU countries. The European medicines regulator is looking at this, and then I expect the use of the AZ vaccination will, will resume in Italy, France, Germany, and other EU countries. But it certainly just adds to this feeling of, of chaos and confusion in the, the way the vaccine has been rolled out um, in, in mainland Europe. The European Commission was very slow at ordering supplies in the first place. It also doesn't seem to properly ensure that there were sufficient production facilities to ensure these uh, supplies were reliable. And now lots of national leaders in the EU are facing criticisms from their electorates over the slow pace of the rollout. Now, Boris Johnson told the Commons earlier that he will definitely have the AstraZeneca jab when it comes to his turn to be vaccinated. I finally got news that I'm going to have my own uh, jab, Mr Speaker, very, very shortly. I'm pleased to uh, discover I'm, I don't know whether the right honourable gentleman's had his. He's had his. Uh, but, uh, but it will certainly be Oxford AstraZeneca that I will be having. Has he said anything about Ms. von der Leyen's comments today. So far, uh, Mr. Johnson hasn't personally responded, but his official spokesman did. He was stressing that Mr. Johnson and Ms. von der Leyen held talks earlier this year about this export mechanism being introduced in the EU. And at the time, it was stressed that this was aimed at increasing transparency to show that they knew what was happening. Downing Street is today, this afternoon, saying that basically the EU needs to, quote, stand by its commitments. And it is also a warning that all countries are dependent on global supply chains and the EU shouldn't be putting in place restrictions which endanger global efforts to fight the, the virus. So this, this row over vaccines and vaccine nationalism has just exploded today and um, in, in quite an unexpected way. And there was another unexpected grenade thrown into all of this earlier when Dominic Cummings, remember him, Nicholas, he's been back in the headlines. The Prime Minister's former aide was talking to MPs on the Science and Technology Committee when he started to criticise the Department of Health and its handling of COVID. It's not coincidental that the vaccine programme worked the way that it did. Um, It's not coincidental that to do that we had to take it out of the the Department of Health. We had to have it authorised very directly by the Prime Minister and say, strip away all the normal nonsense. But regardless of whatever did happen there, the government's vaccination programme has been doing very well and there's been more announcements on that today. Yes, um, this morning Matt Hancock announced that people aged 50 and over were now eligible for the vaccination. But with Dominic Cummings, there's always a a, a risk, a danger that something unexpected will happen. And he certainly threw a grenade into the uh, 
the government's media were planning this morning with, with his scathing criticism of, of what was happening in the Department of Health. So it does appear that this roadmap which was announced by the government is still on track and we are still on course to come out of lockdown. Yes, certainly there's some interesting data for London this morning. COVID cases and COVID rates uh, for the the over 60s and under 60s has been broadly similar for much of the years, slightly um, higher amongst the younger people. But but now, if you look at the figures, that there's a, a, a marked difference that for London's age 60 and over, the seven-day rate is now 23.4 new infections per 100,000 people a week. And if you compare that for the rate for those 59 and under, which is 42.4. So not quite double uh, for the young age group, but certainly kind of heading that way. And what these figures basically confirm is that the vaccine is having an impact. So the older age group are getting vaccinated and therefore their case rate, COVID case rate, has fallen more sharply than younger people. These younger people often that they are more likely to go out to work and, and they're more likely to get the virus for other reasons. But, but even so, now there's a, a, a marked difference which shows its success of the vaccination programme. We have more on this in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. Follow our live blog for the latest updates. And that's the leader. We're back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.